Sienna Marabella, and you're listening to the Honey Soleil podcast, bringing you all things wellness for your mind, body, and soul. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been, guess what? A minute. I know. Aren't you tired of hearing that? I am too. But I am back and a lot of you guys suggested that I do a Q&A to kind of get back into the swing of things because I've stopped doing interviews until the new year because they were giving me too much anxiety and on top of all my other priorities, it just wasn't feasible for me. So that's what the resistance was with kind of making podcasts. Um, So now I'm going to be doing solo podcasts till the end of the year. I am really excited. I've already planned out all of them. Well, most of them. And then I have to write the outlines for them, but I'm very excited for the content that's upcoming. And if you guys have any suggestions on what you want me to talk about, what you want to hear, what kinds of episodes you want, be sure to let me know on the podcast Instagram, which is Honey's LA Podcast on Instagram. You guessed it. I wanted to kind of update you guys really quickly before we got into the questions because we have some really good questions. These are like advice-based questions and personal ones. You guys know this is a raw talk, but I'm going to stop calling it that because I don't really like how it sounds anymore. So I'm just going to, this is a Q&A. It's a regular old Q&A non-scripted. I don't write anything like bullet points, nothing. I just get your questions from Instagram, which I ask on my main Instagram because there is more of an audience there. So my main Instagram is just Sienna Marabella, but I asked you guys to ask me questions. So I'm going to answer them today. I have a great chunk of questions here that I'm going to answer. There were so many, there were hundreds of actual questions and I wanted to answer so many of them. I think I'm going to break this into two episodes. So today I'm going to answer like 10 to 20 questions. And then in a couple of weeks, I'll answer the rest of the questions that I want to answer because there is just some juicy, good questions on there that I want to respond to. The first question that I did get was, what are you studying in college? A lot of you know that I am a college student. I am 22 years old and I went back to college when I was 22. So this year I'm in my second semester of college. Um, yeah, I graduated high school when I was 18, 2016, and it is now 2020. So I went back to college four years later. A lot of people ask me if I really regret taking so long before going to college and absolutely not because I am evolving every minute, every day, every second, all the time. And I feel like college, I would not have done my best and I wouldn't have found what I really love had I done it right after high school. Plus I had severe anxiety. I don't think I could have even done it. I honestly, that's why I didn't do it because I just had too much anxiety. I could not do it, but I am so happy going back to college now. And I like being older because I just, I feel like I know shit. I know more shit. So to answer your question, what I'm studying, I know I digress a lot. You will get to know that, but what I'm studying is I've changed my major so many times. Um, I am studying linguistics right now. Um, Since I am only in my second semester of college, it does not matter, but I like to have a plan. I'm a very type A planned person. So right now I'm studying linguistics because I went to college starting thinking I was going to be a criminal justice major because I loved Gone Girl and I love crime. I love lawyer shit. But then I took my criminal law class my first semester and I loved it, but it was not what I was passionate about. Then I decided, you know what? I love science and I care about the environment. Let me be an environmental science major. Then I realized not my vibe. I'm not passionate about it. And I was taking a French class for my language requirement, which I needed to transfer and for my general ed. And I realized, you know what? I've excelled and gotten hundred percent in all of my language classes throughout high school. And this class is the most interesting to me. 
I have a hundred percent in the class and I graduated or I finished that class with a 99% and I have again, a 99% in the class right now. And it just kind of made sense to me because it was so easy for me. And it was something that I was actually really interested in. I was like, wait a minute. Why am I trying to force all of these other majors onto myself? Oh, I did also think I was going to be a PR major because I do social media and I thought, hey, that's going to help my career. No, no, sweetheart. You can't excel at something you're not passionate about. So I've decided I love French. I love language. I love the science of language. So hello, linguistics. So that's what I've decided on right now. And it does not have to do with my current career at all. I love social media and all of that, but I don't feel like I want to study it in college. I'm kind of getting a degree because I love school and I like being in an educational environment. So I want to have a degree just for my own, for my own self, like not for any job or anything like that. I just want to study for fun. So I'm studying because I like to study and I do hope to go on to get a PhD. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying this really early, but I really love school and I would love to get a PhD and become a professor when I retire from social media. So when I'm like freaking 40 years old and it's not really cool for me to be on social media anymore, then I want to become a professor. So I know I'm super planned out with my stuff. I used to plan my life so much and then I realized things change all the time. So I take things day by day. I take things year by year. But that's my general goal. And again, the question was literally just, what are you studying? And what did I do? I took seven minutes to talk about myself in school. A lot of you continuously ask me about Emily and my previous podcast, and that's dead and gone to me. I don't want to continue talking about it because it's not a part of my life anymore, and I don't I don't care to talk about that. But I guess if you don't know, or you didn't know when we canceled the podcast, me and Emily stopped the podcast like last year in December, I think, or November, um, because we just were really different people and we had different visions and I, we both, I think work way better solo. Like I'm a control freak. She's a control freak. Like we were just doing things on our own. It was just better. And I prefer to do things solo. Like I like to be in charge of my own brand and I don't like to have to have a brand with someone else. So we both were just like, yeah, let's do our own thing. That makes way more sense. So Um, yeah, we just parted ways and I do my own thing and I love it. And I don't know what she's doing. I don't follow her. We're not really friends anymore. Um, young and ambitious is dead and gone and it is honey. So light baby, but that's that on Emily. And that's the last time I'm going to kind of touch on it because it is a year ago. Um, it'll be a year in November. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, that's part of my past. Don't really care about it anymore. So let's move on from it, everyone. But if you didn't know, now, you know, I did have a podcast before with someone else. The next question that I got, and I got this a lot actually, was do you find it difficult to get back on track once you fall into slumps? Any tips? I feel like I'm Taylor Swift with this shit. When she said I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. That is me. I feel like every month, every week, honestly, every day. For me, uh, it's like super common to go through slumps and ruts and depressive like episodes, kind of. It's pretty common for me to go back and forth. Like my productivity levels are kind of a roller coaster and it's super it was super difficult for me to be consistent but I have kind of come up with systems that help me fight through that and kind of get back into things like this is I'm filming this on or not filming I'm recording this on Tuesday October 20th and that's when this is going up but this week has been my first week like really being like fully doing everything on my to-do list productive in like a few weeks because I have gone back and forth between like being super productive and then depressive slumps. And I feel like this week I've like really 
it's a good week. It's a good week. And I think you have to take things day by day. It is so important to remember that if you're having a shitty day or it's been a shitty week, literally every time you wake up is a fresh start. I am very attracted to time. I know it's a construct, but for me, I'm like, okay, this week sucked. Sunday is my chance to win it all back. So like, if you're kind of like me, think in in your mind that, okay, it's Wednesday. Let's say it's Wednesday. And you're like, this week has been horrible. I'm in a depressive slump, whatever. Sit with it, let it ride out, and then tell yourself, okay, Sunday though, I'm going to create a game plan so that the following week I'm going to get back on track. So you kind of just have to make a list of what you're going to do on Sunday to reset your life. Because for me, when I'm feeling like depressed and unproductive, it's also because I'm overwhelmed. And when you take things like task by task and you're like, okay, I have these priorities for the week and you kind of break it down and you put it on your calendar, but you're also realistic because if you schedule too much or you've been going through a depressive slump and then you put way too much on your plate for the upcoming week, you're going to be more depressed because you're not accomplishing what you said you would accomplish. So just take it slow, take it lightly. Say, I always like to follow the three, the three rule, the rule of three. So what are your three priorities for the week? What are your three priorities for the day? And at the end of the week, think of what were your three wins for the week? I got this from a Skillshare course, actually from the founder of Skillshare. If you want to watch it, I'm going to talk about it in an upcoming video actually. But Um, just tell yourself, what do I want to get done? Like, what's my main priorities this week? They don't even have to be insane. Like, let's say I can only talk about this as a content creator and like a a schoolgirl, a schoolgirl, ew, a college student. Um, so my priorities for the week would be, I want to get one video up. Now I really want to get two videos up a week, but I know that I've been in a depressive slump. So I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to say, I want to accomplish one video this week and I want to get up one podcast this week. And I want to, um, take my French test this week. So you make those three, your priorities and you build little systems on how to get those done. And you put it in your calendar. The key is to not overwhelm yourself because when you overwhelm yourself and you say, I want to get like 10 things done today, and you only get three of them done, you're going to feel like a failure because you overplanned. And if you just aim lower and you say, okay, I want to do these three things today and you actually accomplish them, you feel amazing. And it kind of like gets the ball rolling. It gets the momentum going. And you're like, oh, I've done these three things today. I have more time. I can actually do more. So aiming lower it sounds lame, but it really helps you when you need to take baby steps in getting productive again. So set your priorities, make things super manageable. Never put something on your to-do list or your Google calendar that takes like more than an hour. Break everything into bite-sized chunks. And if you just go through each thing at a time and you don't look at the overall picture, you can like move through the day a lot easier. And I hope that answered your question. I kind of went like, I kind of went off on different like tree branches with that, but I hope that kind of answered the question. The next question that I got was what advice would you give to 18 to 19 year olds who want to get out on their own financially? I think this is an amazing question. And I actually, my last podcast episode was all about financial basics. So I'm just going to refer you to that episode because it is 100% like everything that I would say right now. That episode is all of my thoughts on finances and saving and budgeting and investing. That is all in that episode. So I will link that episode down in the show notes, but that has so much information on what I would suggest for that. But my main thing here is to 
be aware of your finances. So if you're working, let's say a minimum wage job, you're going to college and you plan to move out of your parents' house, you need to really set a plan for saving. And you also need to think about, okay, realistically, what would it cost for my rent? What would all of my bills cost? What would it really cost monthly for me to live on my own? And then you want to save like three months at least of money for when you first move out. So until you get into the swing of things, because if you're not going to make enough to move out, you need to be saving so that you have enough to kind of cushion you moving out. But it's all about being conscious of your money as well. So don't be spending stupid money on stupid things. If you know that you really want to be on your own financially and you want to move out, be super cautious, create a budget. Even if you live with your parents, it's so important to create a budget because it's going to get you in the habit of like being financially independent so that when you move out, you already kind of have that shit down packed because you're like, okay, I know what the budget is. I've already calculated really what my rent will be like, what all my bills will be like. So you don't really have surprises. The whole point is to not have surprises and to save. So that's kind of what I would say for that, but I definitely recommend you go listen to my finance episode, which is going to give you just a lot more information on that. Next up, we have who are your creative inspiration slash creators you follow? I love this because I live by the people that I follow. I only really pay attention to Instagrammers, YouTube creators, podcasters that I genuinely like all of them. Like I love everything about them and I think they're inspirational to me. So I like to really be strict on what I follow. So I don't just mindlessly follow people. I won't follow someone unless I truly like am really excited about their content and they inspire me and inspire my content. So I'm going to share with you like my top people that I am like religiously following and I'll tell you why I love them. My first person that I absolutely love, and it's recently someone that I've been following, but I stand by this girl more than anything in terms of she is the epitome of what it takes to be a content creator. And she's just, she's a hard worker. And so that is Delaney Childs. She actually lives in OC, um, like near me. So I think that's amazing. Delaney, like let's be friends. She's freaking amazing. But her name is Delaney Childs and she's been doing Instagram for I think four years and she's almost a 400k. And that's because this girl grinds. Ever since I followed her, I watched her YouTube videos and I watch her Instagram or I follow her Instagram. She's on stories every day. She posts every day. She's authentically herself and she just has really great fashion sense. But I think following her is really engaging. Like she's really engaging with her content and she inspires me to be more consistent and she's just such an inspiration to my work ethic and everything like that. So Delaney Childs, she's an amazing YouTuber and Instagrammer. She has vlogs. She is fantastic. If you want to follow a bad bitch, Delaney. The next person that is a creative inspiration to me is Michelle B. I followed her on YouTube first. I've been watching her YouTube videos for so long and her YouTube videos are the epitome of what I like to represent on my channel as well. She makes lifestyle, productivity, and kind of like get your shit together videos. And she has an amazing cohesive theme on her YouTube. And I like the structure of how she puts her videos together. So I feel like she is just someone that is really intentional with her content. And I like following people like that. And I found her Instagram too. And she is amazing. And I did have her 
um, for, I was going to have her for an interview, but I just could not do interviews right now. So I'm going to get together with her. Well, she lives in Australia. I'm going to record with her in the new year. She's going to be the first person that I have on the podcast in the new year because she's just an amazing person. And I think she's just a really genuine content creator and she's an inspiration to me. So that's another person. Another inspiration to me is Arielle Laurie. I had found her on podcasts originally. She has a podcast called The Blonde Files. And first of all, I love her voice. Second, she's all about wellness and lifestyle. So I really love it. But she's also relatable to me because she is now in college and she is, I think, in her mid twenties, but she just has a really amazing story. She was an alcoholic and a drug addict and her story and everything is just really amazing. And she's an inspirational person. And again, I love the consistency and the type of content she puts out and she finds amazing people to put on her podcast. So there's so many people that I love. I honestly could talk about so many people. The last content creator that I'm going to talk about who really inspires me is Sivan. Sivan Ayla. She has grown so much. I've been following her for a while, but her Instagram is like the epitome of what I want my Instagram to be when I'm older and like when I have a family because she is just an aesthetic queen, a businesswoman. She still is a mom. She has a husband. She has a house. That's my dream, by the way. And I love the aesthetic. I like what she posts. She's super genuine. And I feel like her and Delaney are the two people who do Instagram so right and kind of what I want to mirror in my own content and like my own brand. So Sivan is the older version of um, Delaney. Delaney's actually 27, but different type of vibe from both of them. But those are my two favorite Instagrammers. The other people are like YouTube and podcasters, but those are the people that I follow that really give me inspiration. And there are so many more people I love on Instagram. Honestly, just go through my following list, like who I'm following. You will find some amazing people on there. But yeah, I just love other creators. Like I love watching content. I don't follow people who I'm envious of, like just models on Instagram. I feel like that's super toxic and I don't like following people that are just for kind of their face. I know that's, you know, mean, but I don't like following people if they don't bring me anything beneficial. If I'm just looking at them because they're pretty, it's pretty toxic to to myself. I don't like doing that. I don't want to follow someone unless they give me information. They give me like happiness. They give me something I'm benefiting from or they're teaching me something. So that's kind of my philosophy with following people. And I would really recommend that you curate who you're following and pick your like top 10 creators that you love and just consistently watch their stuff. And like whoever makes you happy on social media, follow them. Like don't follow people that you're kind of jealous of or you low key hate. I know a lot of people love to follow people they hate. I don't get that don't do it. Follow people you love. But yeah, those are the people that inspire me daily and who I love on social media. The next question that I got was how do you maintain a work-life balance? I have gotten really good at this actually. I live by my Google calendar and the main thing that I would say to you is to time block. I'm going to make an in-depth podcast episode and a video on YouTube all about time blocking and just how to manage your time better and create a balance between all the aspects of your life because I feel like I do a lot of things now. I have a podcast. I have to focus on Instagram. I have to focus on YouTube. I also am a kind of not a full-time student, but 12 hour lecture or 12, 12 credits. I don't know what that's. Yeah. 12 credits. I don't know how much full time is, but it's a lot on my plate and I have a boyfriend and I have a social life. So like, I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing 
more so with how to balance my time. And I think it's all about just like time blocking. And I don't work on weekends. Like I know a lot of content creators believe that the grind never stops, but I don't film videos or do anything like that on weekends. I'll just Instagram. But I just really believe that weekends are for social time. I don't see anyone throughout the week. I don't hang out with friends during the week, except for when my boyfriend Dalton comes over because he's over here two nights a week. But I don't socialize during the week because Monday through Friday is work time for me. And the weekends are when I see people. So I would also say that creating boundaries and not moving your schedule for people when you are actually busy is a big priority. I used to schedule phone calls. If someone could have lunch on a Monday, I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. And I'd move things around, but ultimately it was hurting my schedule. So I had to learn to create priorities and I schedule things when I'm available. So if you know that you have time to like answer phone calls or respond to emails at like a certain time throughout the week and a certain day, Schedule it for then. Don't move your schedule to appease other people. You need to do things for yourself ultimately. So time blocking, knowing your priorities and scheduling certain people at certain times is really what kind of helped me manage my life and my work and school and the whole thing. So I'm just going to give you an example really quickly. For instance, I start my day at 6am. I start my morning routine and I do content creation from 8am to 12pm. And then I know myself. So I have a two hour break in between the day to have lunch and to chill. The second part of the day, I like to edit content. So I'll be editing Instagram photos, editing videos. And then from like 4pm until 9pm, that's when I do schoolwork because I like to just do things according to my circadian rhythms when I work best. And that way I'm managing all of my priorities in the day, but I'm doing them at the times that make sense for me. So you really just have to look at it and kind of decide what things work best for you and when to schedule things. I hope that made sense. (laughs) Next up, I got a question that said, what do you think the point of a relationship is because I feel so lonely in mine? This literally hurt my heart when I read this. I... I feel you and I'm so sorry. Um, But I will say the point of a relationship is someone who not completes you. That sounds so lame, but someone who compliments you really well. Like you like having fun with them. You want to spend time with them. Pretty much to me, the reason I got in a relationship was because my boyfriend was pretty much my best friend. Like we just spend a lot of time. We went from seeing each other like once a week to just almost every day. And the point of being in a relationship, I think is someone that you want to grow with, like someone who you love spending time with. For me, my boyfriend's my best friend. So I like seeing him at the end of the day. And I think we have so much fun together. That's instead of like seeing new people every weekend or seeing a bunch of friends, he's like my best friend. I love hanging out with him. And like, he's genuinely someone that makes me laugh every day. Um, we kind of grow with each other. We support each other and we help each other grow. And I think that if you're lonely in your relationship, it means you're not with someone who fulfills you. They don't intellectually stimulate you. They don't make you laugh or they're just not, if you don't know what the point of the relationship is, then you shouldn't be in that relationship. And I know that's hard to hear because it's really hard to leave someone, but if you're feeling lonely in your relationship, that means that person isn't fulfilling you. So if you're feeling lonely in your relationship, I'm so sorry. And you can always DM me and we can chat about it and I can like give you more advice, but yeah, DM me girly. We can chat more. Um, yeah. The next question is what is your number one tip to become more healthy? My absolute number one thing, what I would tell anyone is incorporate your healthy shit in the morning. Make it a foundation because my mom actually told me this when I was going through some of my depressive slumps, I was not doing my morning routine. I was not 
practicing healthy habits. And she was like, you know, you do a lot better with your work and your life when you incorporate those healthy habits every morning. And I was like, wait a minute. Yes. Health is the foundation of productivity. So what I would suggest for you to just become more healthy and start on that journey of like wellness and getting more conscious about your health, do a couple of habits in the morning. So maybe in the morning, make it a point to exercise. You can start with like going for a walk with your dog or just going for a walk, maybe listening to a podcast to enrich your mind, taking your vitamins, making a healthy breakfast. Because a lot of people say that when you want to incorporate a healthier diet, the first thing you should do is just swap your breakfast because that's the first thing you have in the day. It's the easiest thing to change. Have a smoothie for breakfast. Just making a point to do healthier things in the morning sets the tone for the day and it makes you excited to do more healthy things. And it also helps with productivity. So I would say look up morning routines, figure out what you should do in the morning, get some healthy habits, whatever you want to incorporate that's a healthy habit in your life, do it in the morning. Next up, I got a question that said, do you feel pressure to maintain a certain aesthetic slash persona online? I thought this was a really interesting and no, to be honest, I know a lot of people say like, wow, you have a really distinct aesthetic or everything's so aesthetic in your life. That's because I like that shit. Like I wouldn't have an aesthetic if I didn't like it, you know? So my point is like, I don't have to try to maintain an aesthetic because when I buy clothes or when I buy furniture or when I do anything, it's the color scheme that I like. It's the fonts that I like. I love creative stuff. I love brand representation and aesthetic and color themes. So to me, it's not that difficult because it's what I'm passionate about. It's like, I love neutrals. Like I am a slut for neutrals. Like if you look at my Instagram, if you look at anything, I love color, like, well, neutral colors, but I just love putting colors together. So if a certain aesthetic is calling to you, like, oh, you love minimalistic style, like expand on that. Maybe put it more in your social media and if you really love it, it's not going to be, you're not going to feel pressure because that's what you genuinely love. I know some people think like, oh, you have to turn it on for a camera, but like if you're just being who you are, you don't have to turn anything on. I just feel like if you're truly yourself and you're not putting on a fake personality, you're not trying to be someone else, it's really easy to just be who you are. Like when I turn on my phone camera and I'm talking to Instagram stories, I'm just talking how I would to anyone. So it's a lot easier and I don't feel a pressure to be something because I don't have, I feel like I don't have a persona. I'm just like me. I just feel like some people have to pretend to be a good person online because they're not in real life. For instance, people who say the N word, people who just treat people really badly. I feel like, yeah, they probably feel like they have to put a persona on online and that's really fucking fake. I hate that. I think that's stupid. Um, I think that if you feel like you have to be fake online, do some retrospective or introspective work and kind of like dig into yourself and think, what about me do I not like that I feel like I have to cover up online? Maybe change it about yourself. Maybe work on it. If it's being a bad person, change it, you know, be a better person, do some research, be less racist. I don't know. But if you feel like you have to be fake online, figure out why, why do you feel like you have to be fake? Like, why do you feel like you have to put on a personality? Are you hiding who you really are? Or do you not like who you really are? I just think that if you're genuine on social media and you're just you, you don't care. You're just you and you're a good fucking person. It's not hard to be yourself. It's not hard to maintain a persona or an aesthetic because you're just being you. You're just recording it. 
which I know I've been doing this for like a decade. So to me, it's not, it's not anything like I don't really feel like I have a persona because I've just been me since I was like 12 years old. But I would just say that if you're genuinely you and you put up shit that you actually like, you put up colors that you like, you put up photos that you like, you put out content that you like, it's not going to feel, you're not going to feel pressure for that. But that was really a really messy answer. You know, my, my brain is messy. Like it goes everywhere. Alrighty. The next question is how do you organize your personal brand content inspo schedule themes purpose? I don't even want to answer this here because this is a freaking amazing question and I want to dive into this. So I think I'm going to make an entire video and a podcast episode dedicated to this. So girly, if you're the one that asked me this, you're a queen and a legend and I love this. So be on the lookout for this video and this podcast episode because that is a good question and I'm going to dive into into it because I love it. Those are all of the questions that I'm going to answer in today's episode. I hope you guys found this interesting. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you got something from it. And if you did, be sure to leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts. I don't even know what it's called. Give me a five stars. Give me a review. Tell me what you thought. Follow the podcast Instagram to stay updated on what's going on. And I will see you guys in another episode next Tuesday. Bye, you guys.